0: As many of you know, uh, we have a book coming out, A Damn Near Perfect Claim, Reclaiming is America's Pastime. Right now, number one in Amazon in baseball, something or other. So uh, so Joe Kelly, we had the idea that it would be a good idea for Joe, Joe Kelly, who co-authored a book with me, to go to Radio Row at the Super Bowl. He's in Arizona. Super Bowl's in Arizona. Obviously, a lot of media there. And, and the day that he could go Wednesday – was a perfect day because you get to the middle of the week, you know, you're talking about Joe Montana's chili or whatever it is. So it's like,
1: you're It's a spacho, it's not a chili.
0: Okay. And 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 so I so Joe Donning his new Baseballs and Boring t-shirt. Thank you, Swing Juice. New red and
1: white t-shirt. They're very nice. Very
0: nice. So everyone go to Swing Juice if you want You should want buy t-shirt. all of
1: them, but I really like the red.
0: The red is good. It's probably it better than the white. Yeah. So anyway, Joe was wiring his Baseballs and Boring t-shirt to Radio Row, carrying around this book. And Coop, I said to Coop, Coop, I can't go. I have to educate young minds on the basketball court. Can you go out there? And you said yes. So sent you out. To Phoenix, you left on Tuesday night. Uh, you get in really late. You stay at what is probably a very nice hotel that I booked for you. Oh, you should have heard what the Uber driver told me in the morning. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so so I so you stay overnight, and now you go up to you meet up with Joe for his radio row day at Radio Row. Um, so in in a nutshell, we took baseball and we um, we dove into. NFL's biggest day slash week slash event, which is Radio Row, which is all the outlets go to the Super Bowl and have all these football guests on. So I I will just let you set the scene. I've been to Radio Row, but I haven't been there pushing
1: something that was another sport, which is baseball. Do tell. Uh, yeah. So first things first, me and Joe show up late. Uh, so that was We started off. The the people in Dallas were very upset. But the thing is, and this like kind of sets it all up, no one cared because they were just looking for anything to talk about. I mean, we're talking about the biggest two weeks of the year for like professional football. Like there's there's no other like marketing tool that they love more than this week to get more people to watch football. And we just show up and people are desperate to talk about anything. And like we had we went in there with what two or three things actually lined up. Uh, we had, yeah, we had so, Dallas, da- yeah, yeah, we had so, DraftKings, so yeah, 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 two. yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, I knew that how that was going to work, especially with you know
1: a professional athlete walking around in a, a unique T-shirt. Oh, oh, you're not kidding. Yeah. We had people coming up like from all over the country, just being like, "Hey, does Joe want to come talk? Does Joe want is hey, what's your available?" And they like they would come up to me and they'd be like, "Hey, are you his agent?" <laughs> and I'm like. I look uh, if Gresh was here he'd be making fun of you for not being able to tell that I'm like 12 years old. <laughs> but so like uh, and at one point, like we had like a bunch of college kids because they had a bunch of college stations. Which you want to talk about the biggest boondoggle in the world? It's getting your school to pay for you to go out to the Super Bowl. Oh for yeah, a week. of course. Those <laughs> kids are geniuses, yeah, of course. And they start like they like one gets us in, and originally he goes, "Hey, we're like a station outside Buffalo," and I was like, "Sweet." And then like we got there and we were like, "Oh, it's St. Bonaventure, or whatever." <laughs> yeah. And um, so then all the other college kids like Penn State, WVU, they just started coming up, and one of them comes up to me and goes, "Hey, am you Joe Kelly's agent, and I'll say, <laughs> I go, no, I'm his best friend, and like Joe kind of shot it up and like looked at me like what, and like the kid was just like, oh sweet, and just like kept going along with it, like it was just it, journalist. No offense, we're a weird bunch. It's a weird we, bunch. We we yeah. Okay. No no no. Right. I I'm in that bunch. Right. You're in that okay. bunch. Okay. A lot of other people in that bunch, and it's just a whole bunch of weird birds just walking around a convention center. It's yeah. Awesome so was it what watching.
0: so we went you went in there with Joe Kelly to yep. talk about the great game of baseball. Was it what you expected first of all?
1: Uh yeah, a sense. Um I'm a big part of my take guy. So like they're they're notorious for trying to like do radio row and get in and everything. So I I kind of knew like the background of how all that worked. Uh but getting to see it up close and personal, it was it was pretty cool. And like I mean like you had a lot of Pretty cool people just walking through there. Mike Florio, like just strolling right wait, through. That's the one you mentioned, telling me to get off the camera. Um, I don't know. if You did you see that one? No, I was caught on NBC Sports Boston, just like Ooh, roaming around. Wait, in the Were you holding up the book in the background? The book did show. So it's I can on. I can explain this because I sent Joe to was Coop. the one. I, that, yeah, oh. I was back here. I was gathering sound for the usual overnight shift. I'm seeing Phil Perry. I forget who he's talking to. I see Coop. Walk in just like casually with the book. Then he looks around and he looks dead <laughs> into the camera, just being like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And then eventually he like sort of drifts off camera. And then you see Tommy Curran like once he gets to the middle, he kind of looks at the camera, looks at Coop. He's just like, oh, this "So not gonna the lie, world. that point where I think I'm looking down the barrel of the camera, that's just me being oblivious at all times. Like I I did not register there was a camera there that they had a shot going on." And, like, I registered in the moment, like, Tommy Curran, like, coming up, tapping me, and just being like, hey, you're in the shot. I thought he meant they were about to record. <laughs> Two days later, I found out, like, it was just live. Yeah. So that was awesome. I Can we get that? Do we have
0: a like, clip? Because I want to zero in on the book. Well, that's the most important part of equation. I do of show equation. the book.
1: It's on my Twitter. Go to Coop underscore Leo. Yeah, all right. All right.
0: So anyway, uh, so you go there, and you're, you're going around with I mean, you were there all day, right? We were hustling.
1: Yeah, you were, we were I hustling. I appreciate that. It was like long- you were barking. <laughs> Was it, I mean, was it a good time? I mean, yeah, did, no, yeah. It, it, like, it legitimately was, like, it was it was kind of cool being the bell of the ball, but also the fact that, like, you kind of knew that you were the one disrupting kind of, like, the conversation. Because everyone was, like, like I said, everyone was pretty happy to bring on, not just Joe Kelly, because Joe Kelly is, like, he's his personality. He's, like, yeah, he's, he's going to want to talk. Yes. He likes talking about his book. Um, and he's not, like, some sheltered athlete. So he's just going on and he's just talking about like, he's like, yeah, I used to hate Rob Manfred, but then we had a conversation and sat down and now we're best. So that
0: was the thing. I listened to most of the interviews and and they're all different. Like they're saying, how like the Pittsburgh guys, how Pittsburgh's the best and. Dallas guys, Corey Seegers this way, but it all came back for the Manfred, the Manfred thing. So there's a case people don't know. There's a chapter in it where Joe Kelly sits down with Rob Manfred for like 45 minutes and we basically transcribed it and he's Joe was like, and you heard this multiple times. I
1: didn't, I'm going to paraphrase it. I hated him and then I became, I liked him. That's what it was. I don't think that's paraphrasing. I'm, I heard him say several times. I hate Rob Manfred on like uh Wednesday there, but yeah, like that was, and I think that's like a I, that is personally like we're it sounds like we're just trying to push the book right now, kind of are, but my personal favorite part of that like whole book is like humanizing Rob Manfred because yeah. like there is a point where you have to understand that he's just working for the owners. He might not be a great representative. he might not be a great public speaker. But he's just doing what the owners mostly want.
0: Yeah, and the one thing that you know we have these rule changes coming up, and this is what Joe like also was touching on a lot when it came to Manfred was he had the power to to enact these rules anytime he wants, which is true. Like, and he says this in this interview, he has the power to enact this anytime he wants, but he didn't because he wanted to, to get the buy in from the players. Now,
1: I will say this in comparison, like a really good point to yeah. like, drive that home. It's like the Roger Goodell, like suspending tom brady like i can do whatever i want i am like at the yeah, end of right. the day i'm the what was it that the
0: was it was like the section 16 or whatever it was i don't know it was it was yeah it was yes. but, but there was like a 46 or whatever but it was like,
1: that's rob Manfred, like being a good, like, good communicator with the players, and, 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 and like trying to bring confidence,
0: and at the same time, and at the same time, why people might read that? Ew, why, why are we waxing about Rob Manfred? No, by because the way? it's baseball. I just uh, got caught up in it, that. No, it's baseball. And it, it's it pertinent to what we're talking about—the great game of baseball. But it just feels you, gross. You, when you when you talk about Wrong. when you talk about um, the rule changes. And I know that, you know, Joe and you and reading this, well, he, they'll say, oh, well, you know, he had this power and he didn't do it. But at the same time, when they do the pitch clock thing back in, I think they, when they announced it in, in September, still the players were, were upset. I mean, Matt Strom is still like, I re- and he speaks for a lot. Of, we had Zach Kelly saying the same thing, is that the feeling of the players was that they didn't ask the players enough even though they asked the players so I my point is I don't think that Rob Manfred's ever gonna win this battle no. despite even after February 28th when the book comes out even after that I don't think he's gonna win his battle Might like that
1: that's like the thing with like any governing entity is just like you're not gonna please everyone but like if you can if you can appease the majority of people where you're cutting down the games to try and get marketers to be like hey we can now push a product that can compete with like basketball and hockey that wraps up within two hours. And then also saying to the players, like, hey, like, we are going to work with you on this. We do want to make sure that this is a product that, like, you grew up playing and we're able to, like, digest and be able to, like, perform now. Because eventually, like, what's going to end up happening is you might see pitch clocks starting to, like, trickle into Little League. And then you start getting kids at, like, a younger age to be familiar with this, like, manner of baseball. Because that's just how the game has always evolved.
0: Well, yeah, and there's no doubt. I, I think Joe was on with Emerson, our good friend Emerson Lazia on DraftKings, and he was talking about that, or talking about how, like, in his rehab down in the minor leagues, you could see, you could see that. Because I think a lot of people immediately think the pitchers are going to be upset over this. And he's like, and Joe said this, he's like, listen, <laughs> it's no fighting, it's going to make it faster. Yeah. And, I mean, and, we've seen it in the and, minor. Like he, the minor
1: leagues are, we talked to Alex Benelik. Oh, Benaz, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, like, how, like, what was the time he said every time? Oh, it's Two crazy. hours, yeah. 15. Two hours, 20.
0: And and I thought that Joe brought up another good point, which was it's going to make people, the athleticism in the game is going to come out more. Like, with the shifts, like, that's part of it, too. You have to be more athletic overall because of the shifts, because there's no shifts. And you're going to have to get around. But also, this the pitch clock of the pace of the game is going to lead to the athleticism. It's not going to be plotting and plotting and plotting. But I tell you what, it's going to be really, really interesting going. I'm Like I said, I'm heading down next uh, Friday to spring training. and when Clocks these, everywhere. Clocks everywhere. I don't know if you know this. Like Clo- flavor flavor's Clocks everywhere. Clocks everywhere. Oh, the best thing that happened to the Red Sox this week, the father, Kenley Jansen, wasn't going to the WBC. Holy mackerel, that would have been a disaster. But I want to get Not you. Not completely out if the Netherlands yeah, well, make yeah, it out of their sure, pool, Sure, but crack. by then you, you've you had like three weeks to work on the pitch clock thing. In case people don't know, Ken Lee Jansen's the slowest pitcher in baseball. He has to be. He has to. We uh, got Xander
1: Bogarts on the team. He, you can I, see him there. I, I, I can't it's believe that. Team. I can't believe they started him there in Japan. He got paid, he got paid and he was like, I'm going to do whatever. Well, I he's wanted.
0: also in San Diego. I mean, it's a big. it's Or Arizona, whatever. Anyway. So before we jump off the the coop big day at
1: the Radio Row, what was the highlight of your day? Ooh, you want to know the actual highlight? Yeah, um, I'm gonna keep there's personal highlight. It's gonna be personal.
0: Oh, why?
1: Because it was personal, it was like okay. a good time, and that's something I like. Got, I got a glimpse into a ball life Oh, you hung sure, out at like. Joe Kelly's house? Yeah. Well, that's I so got personal to, h- about he that. He made me Korean barbecue. I'm gonna keep that personal. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna like. <laughs> that's gonna make people jealous. I'm not gonna tell them All right. that Go I ahead. had amazing steak with Joe Kelly. <laughs> right. They don't want to hear that. I actually think we're. What do- they do want to hear? I, is think he we're, we're about- I think we're doing a contest, having amazing steak with Joe Kelly. That's part of the book. Go ahead. Go ahead. But he had said. That this ball player is going to be loved by Boston more than Boston fans realize.
0: Oh, who, I want who you Joe to said it? Yeah, oh, yeah, like, I know. I already know.
1: Oh, you already know. See, this is what Turner, it turns into. Jason Turner. Jason Turner. I mean, Justin Turner. Jeez Jason Louise. Turner's brother might be, too. You know how I had the total like mess up last week? No, no, that that's worse than call him Jason Turner. Jason
0: Turner? Justin Turner. He, Come on.
1: And in fairness, he just played in his golf tournament like a few days before. He did. He did. But he was just saying he was like he's a he's a sneaky great ball player that like he's going to fit into the whole Boston narrative of like almost like a Schwarber. So he like he he comes up, he performs, he does what he needs to do, and he's just like a good guy. So he's just going to end up becoming a fan favorite. And maybe you know what? You can't you can't do anything with F4 with that. But I, that's mm. something I need to look forward we're, to. Yeah. We need stuff to look well, forward we, we to we can make, we
0: can make up stats. I think that for the people who like Jason slash Justin Turner or, or have doubts about him, you look at his overall numbers and you look at his age and you're like, oh, this guy can't replace J.D. Martinez. Like This falls under the whole thing we were talking about, Jeff and Watertown. You don't exactly know what you're going to get, but you can make cases for it. In Turner's case, it hit, was his second half. Like he, if you look at his second half, it was insanely good. So, and why don't you why do you give a, baseball reference another yeah, world I'm, there? I'm, Kurt. It, I'm cool. firing up the machine right now, uh, right. I'm cranking but, it. But that is that is a case for Justin Turner, and I do think that the whole clubhouse thing is important. And and this is another thing. And I'm sorry that we haven't got to Sherrington. We'll get to it, Sherrington after the break about what he said about that 2013 team. But I do think that that part of it's important, about having that dynamic in the clubhouse, having that valued in the clubhouse. Um, because, you know, I look, one of the things you'll hear Brazier talk about, Evaldi's gone. I mean, you have these guys, Bogarts, Evaldi, uh, Martinez. These guys are gone, and they, in their own way, were important guys in that clubhouse. You have to replace them. And I do think that, by all accounts, I don't know Jason hush Justin Turner either, like, personally. But from what the people who do know him, they say, yes, that is going to be an important part of the equation. What do we got? It's it's taken a while. The Wi-Fi here. Uh, okay. Anyway, that's what we have a break for. All right. 617-779-7937. We'll get the aforementioned Ben Sherrington clip talking about the building of the 2013 team, how it compares to what's going on now. And a reminder, Ryan Brazier coming up at the top of the hour. A lot going on here. Bradville show. I'm Rob Bradford. That's Coop. That's Joe. Be back after this.